A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Hello, everyone. Before we get into this week's episode, we've got reviews to read. Boop, 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 boop. Yay. Boop, boop, review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you are not aware, and you might not be because we have been behind on these, admittedly so, but it's Mercury Retrograde, and we are revisiting these reviews. Uh, if you don't know if you leave us a five-star review, we will read it on air, uh, as long as it's not you know, any ist, racist, ableist, sexist, or just, I don't know. It's a great way though, to ask a question, to give us some episode suggestions, but also it helps people find us. It helps us rate on Apple podcasts and other platforms. And also it just makes us feel good. And we love hearing from you. So let's get into these reviews. This first one comes to us from Ann Taylor Yogi. And it's entitled Love and Appreciation with the emoji with the hands by the face, smiling, uh, parenthetical again. Came here to remind y'all I love your podcast. And Lisa, I have had the exact same car rant for the last few years. Thank you for making me feel less alone in this world full of insane cars. I just want a basic car. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for always keeping it real on the show, being your authentic selves and making it like we are all hanging out. Taurus Sun, Cat Moon, Leo Rising here to give some appreciation to the best podcast hosts. These ladies have helped me so much in my journey of learning astrology. I love the stoner boner questions, especially in the ninth house episode. I've been backlogging as well and find it incredible that there have been predictions, question mark, uh, 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 to masks, pandemic craziness this year, Saturn return and Uranus and Taurus episodes. The signs while traveling was another fun episode. I think it would be great to have a what's oh now I'm reading like the original review because it's like I think it would be great to have a what's to come in 2021. <laughs> we did it, baby. We your wish was our command. <laughs> predicted uh, yet again we did yeah, do this <laughs> nailed it uh we'll just uh, love everything you do thank you angels thank you and taylor yogi for not one but a second a revised review a revised i review. mean amazing amazing you know, i will say that since that episode i have bought a new car and i'm delighted that some of the features you are able to turn off i have completely left the car running and gone inside and gotten a COVID test because I forgot about the push to start. There are things that you just, it takes time to learn. So if you do buy a new car, just remember that you're a basic car lady and, you know, try to remember to turn your car off. Um, also the, um, what's the other thing that I, oh, the, there are a few like 
dings and chimes that I can't get over. And it's, it's been a learning curve, but um, I'm delighted to say I do have air conditioning now. So, you know, you take your trades as you can. Also the, the Uranus and Taurus, I think we talked about, um, you know, women's rights in that episode and, and struggles with women's rights during Uranus and Taurus. And I think we're seeing that a lot right now. So just a quick reminder for everyone to fight the good fight and do what you can. Mm-hmm. Reproductive rights are essential. Uh, so thank you for the review. And now I want to listen back. Now I'm like, oh, I want to listen back and hear these predictions and and all that. So thanks for shouting out specific episodes too, because it helps us also know what types of episodes you guys like and want to hear. So thanks. This next one is from Share Woody Wood, a great witty pod and an even lovelier community. I have been listening to this pod for about a year now and is truly one of my favorite podcasts in my library. My Mercury and Gemini thrives on the fun, gossipy vibe of this pod. It feels like I'm hanging out with friends, chatting about the latest in pop culture, news, and astro talk when I'm listening. It's so fun to learn more about astrology with some real talk and laughs along the way. I love this pod so much that I became a Patreon supporter, which was one of the best decisions I've ever made. If you could use a warm, supportive, caring community, I highly recommend getting into the Discord group to your babies. Shout out to Lisa, Julie, and Stevie for putting their energy into this wonderful pod, Sparkly Heart. Well, thank you so much. And uh, shout out to a a Discord Patreon homie, patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast, always in our show notes where we get bonus episodes and hang out and talk with you guys. So thanks for supporting us. Cause you know, we, we do this all ourselves and it might, I'm glad it doesn't seem like it, but it, it is what we do. So your support actually truly supports us. So thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Our next review comes from peach O or peach O maybe. And it's titled Pichu. 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 <laughs> now I'm doing Pokemon sounds. Okay. <laughs> um, it's titled Daily Cup of Astro with Michelle Buteau's. Hi, guys. A Gemini Sun, Pisces Moon, Sag Rising here. Just wanted to say the podcast is great. And I love going back through episodes and revisiting these topics one by one when I feel I need a refresher just a random thing to share. For some reason, when I first listened to you guys, I imagined each of you as Michelle Buteau, each dressed differently to match your personalities. And despite following you on Insta and establishing that you are in fact, not her, I can't unimagine it. What I can, what can I say? I got that Piscean moon and it's not conforming to this reality. I hope you don't mind yellow heart. Hope you guys are keeping well and taking care of yourself. Thanks for the laughs and self-introspective questions. Well, I personally Whoa. have never been more flattered. Um, I, know. I would love to work on the circle. <laughs> so now I'm like, what's the chart? Like how it's, we are like three oh, clones. Uh, I know this and I, sh- I should remember. I want to say she's Leo or Aquarius. She's July 24th. What? That's tight. She'd be Leo. Uh, Leo. Okay. Yeah. Leo Scorpio moon. This is one of those, like, there's only one lingering birth chart. Scorpio moon, Libra rising, possibly, if this is all accurate. But I mean, yeah, being ever lumped in as a Leo is a huge compliment. And I also like, I feel like your brains do do that, or at least I do when I hear like audiobooks or podcasts where sometimes it is the things that your brain connects and makes the people look like is very fun. So I'm, oh, glad, I love that I'm glad you share. I'm glad you shared what yours is because it is odd, but I love it. I love I'd it. love to know which Michelle each of us is, you know, right. One What's our outfit? Always be my maybe pregnant Michelle. I think that's the one I want to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> or maybe maybe one of you is like her, the standard like from her. Welcome to Bootopia. Her like. I don't know. Yes. She's like a very glam outfit that she's wearing on stage. I don't know. There's plenty There's of Michelle's lot. to be. Yeah. The circle, Michelle. I know. It's like, what's your Buteau? <laughs> what's your Buteau, <laughs> baby? Hey, thank you so much uh, to everyone who left a review. If you've already left a review, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As we said, it means so much to us. It helps us be found uh, by new listeners. And it also just makes us feel good. We love hearing from you. We love hearing what you think we look like while you're listening to us. Um, 
it's, if it's Michelle Buteau, if it's anything else, please keep it to yourself. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't left a review, consider doing it. Uh, you don't even have to say anything nice as long as it's five stars. You could say something awful, but please say something nice uh, or constructive at the very least. <laughs> or plug yourself. You can people do that, too. So we'll be back to read your reviews if you want to hear yours on air. Rate us five stars. I've heard you can rate on Spotify now, but I've yet to you can that. you can rate on Spotify, but let me tell you something. It will not let you do anything unless you've listened to the podcast. They won't let you. They won't even let you read the other it. reviews until you do it, which I think. Wow. Is, In- hey, wow. OK, this is the kind of like a uh, due diligence thing that I like about like a review thing, where it's like, hey, did you even listen? Then right, you don't have right, like, then yeah. what we, would you care about? We their need opinions? this for Yelp. We need yeah. to see how much you tipped in yes. order for you to review yes. my service. Yes. Which mm-hmm. is consistently bad in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely untrue. Um, but yeah, so listen to it. Of course, you're listening. You're listening now. So you could leave us a review on Spotify. Of course, you've listened. Yeah, I get push play rate review. Maybe we'll find a way to dig into those. I've yet to explore. I don't use Apple pod. So outing myself here, but thank you for your reviews across the board. Thank you so much. Enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the June bikini girl of this podcast. Oh, oh yes, Susan, Susan Miller. Miller. Susan Miller calendar. This is my goal. No, uh, that's not my dream. This is my June goal. And I know I made it sound like I'm at, talking about some kind of calendar of like a Hooters girls or something. This is like drawing and she looks very relaxed on a beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really thought you were about to bust out your that you're Miss June of some of, of, June. A, of, of a calendar centerfold. If you don't know, Susan Miller has a beautifully illustrated astro wall count. It's huge, too. It's huge and good paper quality. It's beautiful. She has important transits on the dates, too, if you like to just like check in and she'll write a little blurb too. I mean, it works for an audio medium. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say, I'll say that. Who knows? Maybe this will make it into a TikTok. Maybe they won't. We will see. Have you seen, this is the new phenomenon. I don't know if you follow any of the pop starlets, but like their record labels are making them make an incessant amount of TikToks. And now they just post TikToks. Like they're like, this is my mandatory TikTok, mm-hmm. like Florence Welsh, Florence, who does not need to make a single TikTok ever in her life, is like, guess I need to make a lo-fi one for you guys to duet to. And Halsey's like, I keep having to make TikToks, and FK Twigs is like, God, they just keep for like, but they're part of them making the TikToks is like, I guess this counts. It's me bitching about this sort of mandatory service that I is in my record deal contract. I don't know if this is my Gemini gossip of of the of the app of just what's up with this TikTok pop star jail that they're putting these singers in. It seems like and they're all like, stop help. <laughs> like, why do I social have media to do this? contract is a prison? Yeah, being it forced is. to post stuff, so. being forced all to post of these anything. people. This is my thing. And I don't, I can't speak for everyone in this, but I can speak for myself where I'm like, I wanted to be an artist, be in the arts because I didn't want a day job. I didn't want mm. something that I had to do every day, a specific way, all of the time. Uh, and I think that maybe not fully, I think that's like, there's a spectrum of that because I'm also like, 
I don't mind working. I don't mind doing those things, but I'm like, I thought we were doing those things. So you could eventually get to a place where you didn't have to do that. Not sign up for a bunch of unpaid daily, daily labor where people are also rude to you and like send you unsolicited dick pics to also at your unpaid job. Like, and even the people that already have done the like physical labor to build a fan base, they're like, no, now you should also have to go back to building another imaginary fan base to do this where it's like people are already going to sold out shows why 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 does she need to do a tiktok but it's also because marketing people then go like what what is a dumb record executive gonna say besides like oh you should get on tiktok that's where all the kids are at you know what i mean like yeah it's like the obvious of course they're making them do that but then i'm like this is the tricky tiktok thing i would assume is that because it has to be made by you. It's not like Instagram where, of course, you can have your social media team post something or whatever. A TikTok is very like, here's me putzing around my kitchen in a bikini lip syncing to insert this throwback song here. And it it really does require you for the most part. I mean, unless you're making TikToks that are just, are the absence of you or don't have voiceover or whatever. But it's like, right, they can't give this, you can't give that to a social media team and say, here, make a, a, or like a Canva post that will go on, you know, that just, it mm-hmm. doesn't function in the same sort of way. But I love what you've said in that reminder of going into the arts to not have a day job because right. This is a job where this is, or to have a, a job. Similar, let me, I was like, can I put yeah, my one asterisk yeah, yeah. in to have a job where you are doing the things that you have studied that you wanted to do or whatever it is too, like that. Totally. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's going to be work. Don't get me wrong. But yes. then the, but you shouldn't, the social media element is just more labor. It's time consuming. And does it really, really do anything besides things that are maybe just momentary or what is the payout or reward? Especially if you're like, I don't know the name of that song, but I can, I can do the mimicking sound of that TikTok sound or whatever. And look, I love TikTok. So I'm not shitting on the platform. I think it's a fun, I think I have a lot of fun over there but thinking of artists and even us with our concept even with posting was always like I don't want to I'd rather like us be silent on main for a week than put up something that sucks or that we don't or we feel forced to post because ultimately we're making a podcast so who cares like the people are coming here to Mm -hmm. listen to the podcast hope hopefully but the art job thing is even thinking if you are just an artist, like a painter or something, you wouldn't be expected to make a painting every day or you sculpture you have to something every stuff, day. You have to, let you have to build a collection. Like, yes. Also, it's like, no, well, I might make some things that don't make it into the, the thing. So I'm going to curate this. So I don't know. This is just the new trend. And they all look very sad in the eyes when they're making these TikToks. And I just feel bad for these pop starlets who are giving us so much and why do we need anything more from them this is a perfect example to me of this is how i feel a lot in my job um it doesn't mean that all jobs are like this but i do feel like sometimes when i say something like hey what about like i'm having this problem the response i get is like well that's your problem (laughs) So you deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. And this to me feels like that on like a higher level of where it's like, hey, so I've like put a lot of work into this incredible album or whatever. How are we going to get it to people? And they're like, you do it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, but the whole thing is that you're supposed to do that. And I pay you for that. And they're like, yeah, but people just want you to do it. And it's just that same thing of like offshooting labor. I think we, we've seen it a lot with local leadership here in LA too, of like, oh, are your, are your streets dirty? Like that's because you guys have too much trash or whatever, where you're like, what? That's not, that's not part of the problem. Like the problem is, you know, the, the trash cans are broken or whatever the thing is. Um, anyway, that's my take. I think yes. that they're like, uh, off laboring some of their marketing resources to these poor artists, um, telling them that they have to promote it on their Instagram or whatever, you know, whatever the yes. You know what this all makes me think of is actually Gemini season, truly, because I think this the way that you've just said it that way, Lisa, is that like 
there isn't a other side to this or whatever. There is supposed to be even these ideas of people going like, oh, well, I hate this. Even I think having something like a record, the industry as an adversary is is Gemini to me because it's at least a back and forth. And these are ones that are saying like, this is what I want, but this is what I want. And we're like, I don't know, duking it out now. If it's also just everyone also like being their own marketing, that's not like a dialogue or a conversation. And you can't critique that way. You can't have discussions about it outside of it. It's all just like personal attack, no matter how you're talking about it. And that's not fun. That's not like it's also not effective. Yeah. I mean, you are preaching to an audience who already follows you, yes. you know, they were, they were, uh, you know, for better exaggeration or whatever, but they were going to buy your album anyway. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing that you're, you know, hiring and you know, I'm not saying that marketing people don't do anything or that all they do is tell you to go on your page and do whatever. There are amazing marketing teams that know how to, you know, how to do things and what pages and how to get you listed on things to do this weekend or whatever. Like there's tons of other ways. There's tons of other kinds of media that we consume. But I think that it is that like the people who are going to be really interested in this. The highest engagement you're going to get on social media is going to be from the people who are already interested in it. Those are the people who comment. Those are the people who like your shit. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you don't post it somewhere weird so that people that haven't heard it before can hear it. That's how shit works. That's what radio used to be. I mean, that we need like more curation. Well, I think that's also Mm -hmm. a very Gemini. I think marketing or any of those things, advertising is very Gemini. I mean, mercurial, I suppose, too. But even that is like a it's also no fun if you don't have to like. I don't know. I don't want to say convince because that has like connotation, but there is that's like a thing where it's like if you've sold someone on something that feels better than just someone going like, oh, it's here it is in my thing like. I'm just Mm -hmm. inundated with this thing that I already knew. And like, you're not making any choice. You're not thinking about it. You're not talking about it. It's not like lighting you up in that same way. When you discover something, I think that's also very Gemini and mercurial too of that, like a discovery, like when it's so hard to discover things now, I mean, it's never been easier to look for things or find things, but to, to have them surprise you. You, there's almost nowhere you go where you aren't typing exactly where you're trying to get to. That's not mm-hmm. discovery. That's like attainment or whatever. That's not the like, oh, I feel like I'm co-creating with the universe and this was like brought to me or this is like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I'm, mm-hmm. I don't need to oversell yeah. that. No. But no, we need cur- curated curation is is king. I think uh, I think that's why I've been enjoying Sirius XM, not an ad. I've been enjoying my Sirius XM radio as a new car owner, I know I've talked about it, but I like it coming to me, not from an algorithm. And I'm sure they use their own sense of that, but maybe they don't. Maybe it is just the DJs. there picking their shit. And I think it was Adele. She spoke out. She doesn't do the forest TikTok. Of course, she like Taurus. She's not going to do the forest TikTok. But she was talking about how that's just not her demo, like I think she was quoted saying like my demos 30 and 40 year olds who go to therapy. It's <laughs> like, yeah. is the people that want my music, listen to my music. And then of course, if people outside that find it awesome, but why would you force me, especially music like Adele, which is very mature and sad. It's not really a TikTok music. Like if, if, if you're thinking of, upbeat punchy and you can most likely dance or set something to it like right that's not the lane and even like Florence Welsh is like another one where it's like really this willowy very solidified I'm assuming Grammy winning musician like what but also like what you said Julia what yeah and what you said Lisa I'm sure there's great marketing people out there but anyone who's ever worked with anyone in marketing knows there's a lot of people who that just go, what if we, what you said, the easy thing of like, they should be on TikTok because it's the easiest solution one can think of. And it's obvious when there's things that aren't as obvious that might actually retain, retain the people you want and introduce you to the people you never knew you could have. So Mm -hmm. we'll see how that continues on. I feel like now the cat is a little bit out of the bag of you know, they they looked like they were forced making TikToks and now they're just kind of putting in the captions like this is a force. This is a I have to make eight a week and here's one of them. But also Wham. we need we need those people. And thankfully, they are 
I would say what that also made me think of is these are people who are able to still thrive within systems to a certain extent where they go, okay, I want to maintain, if this is what it takes for me to maintain um, my connection to you or to maintain giving what I have to do to like be able to go do these tours or whatever, I'm going to do that, but I'm also not going to be inauthentic about it. So I'm going to be honest and say Mm -hmm. how this is. And I think that we also like benefit from when artists do that, because then we go, oh, wait a second. You don't like doing that or whatever, because so many people are on there going like, I love this is like the best part of my day. I love connecting with my people like this. And when you see someone go like, actually, this sucks. I don't want to be doing this. You go like, huh, okay. I'm sure some people will go like, how dare you or whatever. But other people like us go, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Totally. Some people like to interact with the internet and some people don't, but forcing those who don't to do it. Yeah, what else can they say besides this is my contractual TikTok? here you go. I also think those they might like to do it. That's just not the way they like to do or you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? There's so many like the Internet. I mean, I know for sure for me and this maybe can lead into our topic a little bit, but like I if you told me right now, like, oh, we're light on content. Like, can you make something like I can make like three or four things, but specifically with TikTok, like I'm not going to change outfits or hair or whatever. And it's going to be very obvious that I did them all together because I'm not like the type of person who wakes up in the morning and has a good idea and then kind of lets it go and then comes back in the afternoon and has a different shirt on or whatever that's just not me like I can make four in a row and you can have four with the same outfit on that's got to be like annoying to you know I'm sure that they don't want it to look like that and everything it's tough to like make it whatever what I'm trying to get Mm -hmm. to is that we're releasing this on the 6th of June, I believe. So we're going to go through some of the transits of the rest of this month. Um, but when this comes out, Saturn will have just retrograde. gone retrograde. So I just think that maybe taking a step back from kind of the way we do our responsibilities and our structure or changing that or being okay with seeing or TikToks in the same outfit or whatever the equivalent is in your daily life, that this might be the Saturn retrograde might be a good time for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that too, as like recession as in like internet recession also as in like, we're going to see a slowdown of, I think like avail- people are going to have to be doing other things perhaps. And we might see a slowdown and what that's going to look like too. And this kind of like other side mirror reflecting Gemini-ness of that. Does that make sense? I think for sure our, we've already, I think to some extent seen, and I think we talked about this over text or something with some of these big tech companies that have had huge booms of, you know, doing huge numbers in 2020 and 2021 are starting to notice a kind of sloping off in this year as people return to the outdoors and restaurants and seeing their friends at their houses and stuff. And that though that drop off in, you know, finance has been referred to as like a, a loss to them where I'm like, no, 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 no. From my perspective, you should have never gotten where you got. (laughs) <laughs> we, you know, the whole yeah. staying home thing was a caveat that wasn't like right. where our bar is now as, mm-hmm. you know, a major tech or media corporation. And so I think coming to grips with, you know, what that means, what taking a step back from depending on technology in order to communicate, in order to work, in order to, you know, that doesn't mean everybody's going back into the office. I still advocate for work from home work and whatever things that people want to do to make their labor life seem easier and more manageable. But the key word being seem, seem easier. (laughs) It's its own portal of, of, of hell and just constant alarms and dings and slack. Yeah, of course. But yes, I know. But if you need it, it should be available to you. And gas prizes too, you know, keep it home. And I think like, there is a guy Branham who is a very funny comedian and who has a law degree did a set recently about like how we've all kind of gotten 30% worse at our jobs and like that's okay 
And this should be a taste of what socialized labor looks like, where sometimes during the middle of the day, your sandwich shop isn't open. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you get to fucking phone it in at work, too. That's kind of the trade off. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean, you know, that life is worse or whatever. There are countries where they take full afternoon siesta, you know, so it is just that kind of a taste of that. And I think moving back from technology, as Julia was saying, could be a a indicator of that, maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, I mean, you know, recessing in many ways and because this will be our first like truly we're living online. What does a recession look like there? Us, Pluto and Scorpio, we know what a recession looks like, but we don't know what this kind of recession looks like. And I think it's going to be interesting the, like, what we're talking about if you are having to, uh, you know, communicate yourself, if you're having to do that kind of stuff, like, what does that, what does that look like in a recession too? If this Mm -hmm. is, if the internet is a place where we go to live our best life, and this is a time when not everybody can live their best life or like your, your best life is maybe less glamorous than it once was. What, what are you putting on the internet then? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's this, I feel like the word that popped to the front of my brain is like honesty Mm -hmm. (laughs) about where we're at, what we're feeling, how this is happening. I remember graduating college in the recession but everything was cheap then. (laughs) Like, so I don't know. It was just such a different type of recession. I feel like, and it hasn't been called yet, I guess, right. That we're in a recession or the feelings of a recession feel what I don't know the, like the practical language of it. But I think there was a sense of, we could make it work and suffer (laughs) and suffer through it where now it, you almost, you do need to talk about it, but in a way that doesn't get just lost in noise and the internet is a lot of noise. And what sucks is places like Instagram where uh, probably a lot of y'all have found us or like had friends share things now just hide stuff of things that people actually want to see. So it sucks. <laughs> it's, it sucks out there. And it's, it's just, but it's a tale as old as time. It's like, you had this good thing this was working and then you just got fucking greedy and you wanted it to what Lisa's saying with these businesses, they just want to see exponential growth at all times. And that's the American curse. Having anything sustainable is just like not part of the program. And I think too, because we are, we're looking at this Gemini season from here on out from this date, since we have this little break from Memorial day, but you know, Mercury is now direct yeah, we had that little Mercury retrograde moment. Saturn's not retrograde. And then we're still in this Taurus time, but we're going to go back into this into Gemini on the 13th. And until then, we are having this square from Saturn with the lingering Taurus stuff. So I think while we're out of a Mercury retrograde, it's I don't think it's going to be as like, and that's done. You know, yeah. it's like, no, 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 we're still getting some Saturn pressure here. And like, yeah, maybe you took that as a timeout or time to reflect or do the Mercury retrograde things if you're lucky. And now it's like, where have you been, bitch? Like now we have some stuff to talk. We like, it, it feels very, I hope this is just a random off one-off prediction. I hope there's more like public shaming of, <laughs> of people like of politicians or people with blood on their hands. Like I miss the days. I feel like there's less of those videos and maybe it is because of the pandemic or maybe it's just because of finances and security of just, yeah, just like shaming, you know, NRA supporting senator out of a coffee shop like that kind of that stuff rocks to me. So I, I hope that's my astro light astro prediction. I hope there's a little more public shaming um, in the realm. And I know here, you know, we are in midterm. Is that the term for it? the midterm election stuff? And June 7th will be for Los Angeles. I know some I think George is doing that today as we record. But, you know, we might just have to call some bullshit and say and and not beat around it. And I know Gemini has this flighty, chatty, whatever energy, but also it's, it can be the, like, someone had to say it, here it is. That's not what you said to them. This is what you said to me. And that's why the power of gossip can be what it is, the power. 
I think we're also having some of this, you know, on the 10th, we have Mercury in Taurus trying Pluto again that we talked about uh, in the Mercury retrograde episode. And I believe in the Taurus season episode two of this kind of being like a signature of the like, okay, yeah, we're not just talking about it. We are going to have to actually do stuff about it. Or there is consequences. There are like votes being cast or whatever, if we're thinking of a midterm election, at the very least, we're not done, but we will know candidates, we'll know who's up for election, you know, we'll know who we're, we're choosing between in this sort of thing. And that's very Gemini, but also Mercury, Pluto, where I'm like, hey, it's done. the time to then be like, oh, well, this person, if you're still talking about a candidate who's not even in the race, what are you even fucking talking about? Like that kind, that kind of energy. The last Mercury trine Pluto w- w- was May 25th, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think we get, we get a bunch of, you know, moon aspects as, as we always do, but, um, do we get that? No, we get a Venus at the same degree at 28 degrees. We get a, at the end final day, when the sun leaves Gemini into cancer, we get a Venus trying to Pluto at 28 degrees of Taurus too. So that's like a juicy, a juicy spot. Venus is also going to conjunct Uranus the following mm-hmm. day after the 10th. I can imagine that. I don't know. The Susan Miller is like, oh, what a nice day for love. I don't know, as I am Venus ruled and Uranus has been in my sun sign for a bit. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily the the exact translation of what that transit does, um, but definitely you know, could be rocky in the world of like knowing where you stand, knowing what your values are, knowing like, you know, sometimes when something gets pulled out from under you, it's hard to know who your people are, who, who supports you and stuff. So try not to dig too much into that energy that day and kind of just go with the flow. And I think that'll be following up with that uh, Mercury trine Pluto on mm-hmm. the 10th. So that weekend might be a little like, let's, let's go surfing. Let's go with the flow here. Yeah. We're also having, um, there are two other transits that I thought were interesting. Um, we get a repeat with this Chiron in Aries at 15 degrees. We get um, the moon. Hang on. I'm sorry. I'm looking through my notes. Um, we get the sun sextile, that Chiron in Aries right before. I did not write down the date, did I? I'm like, it's this, it's this right before this Mercury trine Pluto. Um, I'll look it up. And then we get Mars conjunct that Chiron and Aries on the 15th mm-hmm. of June. So that's another one where I was like, ooh, we're seeing, we're seeing this 15 degree Aries Chiron active. We're seeing this 28 degrees of Taurus and Capricorn. Um, and then this last one that I love is right as we're like leaving the shadow phase um, where Mercury will get back to, I believe, four Gemini. Um, on the 16th, we have uh, the sun trying to Saturn and the sun square to Neptune. And then on the 18th, we have Venus square to Saturn, Venus trying to Neptune, almost like a switch mm-hmm. um, when we get. And it's also the moons will switch too. On the 16th, the moon is going to be in Aquarius, kind of like on Saturn side. And then on that 18th transit, the moon is going to be in Pisces, kind of on that Neptune side. And so I, feel us again we're like gemini going back and forth really seeing it from all sides feeling one way about something one day feeling completely different about it the next and how do you um kind of maintain that that aries mars kind of like we're you know we're pushing through we're taking action we're still acting i looked up the the sabian symbol for that 15 degrees aries and um I'm not going to read what the symbol itself is because I don't know if it's problematic or not, but I did like this. Um, I did like this pull quote, which was, um, we must act as though we make a difference, even knowing that we don't. And that idea of it being like, even if it feels like you felt different or whatever, to still try to do our best to keep acting like it matters because we have that like Aries Chiron reminding us that it does matter. It might not always feel like that. It might not always uh, like get yield the results that you think you deserve or want. Um, but that doesn't mean that we should, shouldn't, shouldn't still try our best and act in the highest and best for ourselves and as many people as possible. 
you know, I just realized too, at least until June 22nd, we're going to have from, well, from June 13th to June 22nd, we're going to have Mars and Aries, Venus and Taurus and Mm -hmm. Mercury, Gemini. So everything. And Saturn and Aquarius. And Saturn and Aquarius. And Neptune and Pisces. And Neptune Pisces. So everything's home for a second. So I'm, uh, I don't have any hot take on that. I'm just like thinking of, huh, I wonder how that will feel. Or I'm even thinking about kids born during this time too, right? Like to have such all those sort of personal planets in their spot, you know, at, mm-hmm. at this exact time. So it feels sort of clear, right? Because they are where they're supposed to be air quotes, but also sometimes it's like, to me, it's like, it can be the same idea as like a conjunction, right? Where it's like, you can see it's so Aries, Mars, and so Mercury, Gemini, and so Taurus, Venus. Like we should just be enjoying ourselves and talking about it and like going after the things we want, but also it's, that's like a simplification. So I don't know if after this Mercury retrograde, if that will be a net positive of feeling like, you know, what you're experiencing or looking at, or just like feeling really connected or whatever that might be, but just, uh, just an interesting little time period we have for the end of Gemini season to be very aligned in that, in that sense, when things have felt very not aligned. I don't know where I heard this from. It might have been from the astrology podcast, but I cannot confirm nor deny. So take with the grain of salt. <laughs> but um, there are, I believe, some astrologers who subscribe to the notion that when everything was in its home sign, that's when the universe was created. So like the sun would be in Leo and the moon would be in Cancer and Mercury would be in either Gemini or Virgo and all that building it out i don't even know if it's scientifically possible, oh no it is that it's that chart the thema, mundi. the thema mundi yeah so it would be virgo mercury just because of the leo sun right but yes. right but yes exactly what you're saying the thema mundi. so that might be a good kind of framing for this week i guess that we have before venus moves into gemini my sign thank you yeah baby my chart ruler. um but yeah, that might be a good thing to think about what things we can create, what things we can build, how we can rebuild, what we do when we step back. How do we, you know, when we step back, it's not to, you know, it's not always to retreat and defeat. Sometimes it's to regroup and keep moving forward. So what things can we build and what things can we create? Um, we're also going to have a Mercury sextile Jupiter on the 20th, which is during that mm-hmm. time. That could be a really nice day for uh, activism, communicating your feelings. Um, if you have something you want to say to a partner that you haven't found the words for, or don't know exactly how to do, that might be fun. Um, since Venus will still be in Taurus, that might be cool there. Also, I brought this out of order, but thinking of that Neptune and Saturn, um, pattern again, on the 14th, we have a full moon in Sagittarius and that full moon is going to be sextile to Saturn and square Neptune. Um, same thing in there. And I like that thinking of it being like helpful for, for actually changing and not, and stopping delusion or like stopping the fantasy and getting real, which might be a bummer can be whatever, but it does feel like it's supportive of getting, getting this clarity, getting clear, or at least being able to go, okay, this is what the world is right now. Having some idea, even if having the, the chart be kind of, you know, like that, I think also fits with that going like, oh, okay. Like I'm make, here's me making sense of it. It might not be the same way that everyone makes sense of it because um, I also wrote down the Sabian symbol. I was on Sabian symbols today for 29 Taurus, which would be for those Venus trine Pluto, that Mercury trine Pluto, that kind of repeating um, transit we've seen. And that Sabian symbol is two cobblers working together at a table. And it means respecting other points of view. And I think that thing of being like, we're not, there are some things that we are not going to see eye to eye on. How do we continue to work together and fucking make some shoes? Like it's not two cobblers, not whatever. It's being like two people that are working together to do their jobs and, and sitting on different sides of the table. Uh, so hopefully we see some of that. You know, we've already been a bit through Gemini season besides large overarching structural things. I'm enjoying it. 
you know, but like beyond the scope of the world, I've, I'm, I'm into, I've been into Gemini's in general of late. I know everyone's like, what? Gemini's is too easy to shit on and it's because they're fun and interested and interesting. But I, I, I'm very on point with Gemini. I think this, I'm, I'm intrigued by Mercury this Gemini season, duh. But I think for a multitude of reasons, just coming out of the Mercury retrograde, having the square to Saturn and then being in its kind of home spot to like take it, take it home into the following cancer season just feels like, I don't know. I like it as from a creativity standpoint of just expressing yourself and maybe just singing or just writing or painting or doing something that doesn't don't bottle it up, I guess, or like, I don't think Gemini can <laughs> like in a lot of ways too. So I think it's encouraging if anything beyond the shit storm that we seem to be living in is to maybe finding an outlet for your thoughts. And maybe it's something that is audible and loud, or maybe something that's very quiet and internal, but, but to put them somewhere versus just sort of letting them kind of splay out with, and to the point where it can be that anxiety overwhelming sort of Gemini thing. I love shitting on Gemini because they like to play back and that's the most fun kind of like quote unquote read or like any Mm -hmm. kind of drag or whatever is someone that can like laugh and then hit the ball back at you. Like Mm -hmm. to me, that's more fun than like, I think that's maybe part of why they get, I, I don't know. Not that everybody gets what they can take or whatever, but they can take it. They they can they can mm-hmm. laugh about it. Not and I'm not saying go like you know talk shit on your Gemini friends, but they can. Not if they're cancer dominant. <laughs> Be warned, they might have a lot of cancer in there. So that's true. They can there's make some it fun, that can. They can make it fun. Like, they can they can like usually make a joke back at you about your thing, and it's kind mm-hmm. of fun to kind of fun to tease. Hmm. I feel like they can take typically I find Gemini's to not be so serious about it or on the opposite sort of Sag flip. Not that Sag's are necessarily serious, but I think a Sag can really see the whole message or what does that mean or the the way and things are delivered where I think it's it's Mercury, Mercury Gemini sort of vibes is just too they already like probably forgot like what whatever the hell it was. So it's just kind of keeping it moving. And I like that too. It's like, if we're feeling that stagnation, especially after these retrogradiness, it's just, well, then let's try something new or let's keep, or maybe we do want to go back to that old thing. And these are the reasons why, but yeah, I think it feels very, you know, it's very social. It's very playful and yeah, not taking it, you know, not being too, Oh God, I was about to say, okay. I was about to say, butt hurt about it. I'm cutting that. I don't need to say, butt hurt. <laughs> no one needs, no one needs a butt hurt, but yeah, I I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the gems. Oh yeah. Shall we play a game? Who do we hate? Who do we not enjoy? Let's play a game. Astro bops and flops. Hey now, Astro all-star, who is your sign of the week or who astrologically Really suck to spill the beans Cause all the signs can be cute And all the signs can suck too Astro All-Stars of the Week We're still maybe figuring out the title segment of this But this is where we will give our sign of the week Or our sign that we did not like this week uh who grinded our gears who raised us to new heights who who are we vibing with if we have if we all have bops and flops say them now if we only have bops only have flops that is okay but yeah who who are we bopping or flopping with sign wise this week well my flop of the week i think unfortunately is virgo <gasps> So is mine. There is, I am, I am thinking of, of a specific Virgo, but I also am thinking of the realization that I had that Virgo is in my 12th house. And I think a lot of my undoing is like going along to make it work or whatever in a digestive in the Virgo way of that. And I'm like, wait a minute, we, there's a lot of stuff that we should not be making work. And, and so I'm just like, that maybe isn't always 
as much as I have very, I feel like it's only a flop because I have been riding so hard for Virgo energy for a while and been like, this is, you guys are sleeping on Virgo. You're sleeping on Virgo. And now I'm like, I'm still, I still stand obviously, but this week I was like, don't always, don't always make it work. Even heroes fall, you know, sometimes it is just like, I've had a lot of Virgos. So then you, then you can't unsee all, all the Virgo-ness that's there. And that's, you know, that is classic 12th house housiness too. Just like, all right, this is going to get under my skin, maybe in ways I didn't even know were possible. And I think the constant of doing it the best or the good, or those, those kind of perfectionist things, or even of just having it need to be like, by the book, what, whatever it is where it's like, man, that's like really hard to keep up all the time. And that's not necessarily helpful for yourself, for others, whatever. Like let's, why are we setting the bar so high? My flop is also Virgo, but did you want to give your bop, your bop? I think so. Go ahead and oh, do should it. I give my bo- you have a bop. bops too? At the same time, here I am really letting my Sag come out at the same time my bobs okay i'm just gonna say mutable signs even though virgo is also the flop this week mutables are my bop um only because again because i'm like i've just been i haven't let myself like really enjoy mutable energy in a minute and i have been and i've been like thank you i've missed you i need you and it still includes the Virgos to not make them, you know, lose their minds well, a little too much. Lose some well, sleep tonight. Well, until wait. Lisa gets to- <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. I have a list. Um, no, I also picked Virgo for my astro flop of the week. I don't want to say too much because I think maybe the person will know it's about them or whatever. But oh, these Virgos must be listening. Right? I, would, um, I would assume. <laughs> I think that there is a the kind of perfectionism that Julio is talking about, there is a, a Virgo perfectionism. It may not be all Virgos, but there is a Virgo perfectionism that kind of, and as it's like the earth sign that builds on Taurus, I think for me, it becomes difficult. There is this perfectionism that kind of ignores like reality where it's like, you know, I think we've talked about laundry on here a lot where it's like the clothes you're wearing are still dirty. Like it's never going to be perfect, even though we want all the laundry to get done. I'm not saying don't do laundry. I'm not saying don't fold it nicely or whatever. But at some point we have to like acknowledge the reality of things is that there's kind of always going to be something in the hamper. And I you know, gently, gently brought that up to a Virgo, not that, but like, you know, here, here's something I'm experiencing and, uh, was very heavily dismissed. Um, and I don't appreciate that. And I would appreciate, I don't think that perfection is achievable. And I think that's the, that's the rub for Virgo. You can make art that's perfect to you and someone else might fucking hate it. So I think there is um, maybe some grounding that could happen as we are Mercury and the Earth. Like Mercury, I think, is very like in the air, you know, delivering messages and all that. Bringing it back down to Earth for Virgo. And it's one specific person. It's not all of you. I I love Mm -hmm. Virgos and I've said it many, many times. Look, they will they will be bops. They will be bops. And it's just for this week. (laughs) And not this Virgo. It's just for this week. Yeah, right. This is like TRL, you know, it's still, you know, you're not off the countdown or whatever. Just this week they were feeling. I remember when it would be like yeah, yeah. porn and Britney Spears or whatever. And it'd be like, how are these? My two is going like, to be maybe a little obvious. Um, It's Pisces, the opposite sign of Virgo. Anyone that's um, not. Vir- no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> as far away from Virgo as you can possibly get. <laughs> Actually, just in the interaction of me talking about what we'll call the laundry situation, a Pisces friend was like, hey, I see you. I heard what you said. You're right. And not but she didn't say you're right, but she was like, I understand. And I don't think that that person did or whatever. So I was like, oh, I feel heard and seen. And that's what the opposite energy of being dismissed is. How nice is that? Oh, I love that's. 
That's super nice. Yeah, I mean, Virgos just have that tendency to where if you send them a meme, they're like, oh, I've seen that. And it's like, I didn't need it. Just say thank you. <laughs> like it's it can be just very like, just so you know, here's the full. And it's like, we don't need the all the context sometimes. Or I don't, I guess that coldness, I think that Virgo can sometimes get wrapped up in because it's like, that is factually correct. But what I need you to is to just realize that I was thinking of you and sent you a thing. And I don't need the actual log history of the things you've viewed before. I'm just trying to connect with you. Sorry. I'm also not just, they're not even my flop. I'm just here. I'm Damn just, it. Jump, I'm, I'm just <laughs> jumping in to, to talk shit, but you just, I right. have had limited connection with people coming off COVID. So I was like, it was a little rough my brain but you just reminded me that right before right before i got covid i was very validated by a pisces and not in that like you just agree with me sort of way but that i see you i hear you i had this event session that i kind of felt embarrassed about like about something bothering me and it was just a final like you know like i don't know why this thing irks me but it does i'm a little i feel like i should be over it or something very earth sign and they were just like I don't know if anything can be bother you because they're Pisces. So they're like, no, this is all real. Even if you, you are trying to out intellectualize the thing and it made me just feel better to be vulnerable with a Pisces go fucking figure. So they're going to be my, my bops. And again, I've had limited connection with people. So I'm just going to ride off of my last flop and say that cancers are still, flopping pretty hard for me right now only because uh i swear like I, i've just been dealing with like family cancers where i'm getting we're having fights and they'll say okay i'm sorry is that what you want to hear you know it's like it's like we're going into like the depths of like the worst qualities of cancer and these again we're, we're with boomer family members of mine so don't again not all cancers but I don't know. I'm digging. I'm digging the water of Pisces or I've been very validated by the water of Pisces. I've just been finding a lot of the cancers and again, rising Mars here. So I'm birds of a feather flock together, but I feel like Gemini season. I feel like it's this wrap up or Gemini's in general, get this phony, you know, whatever thing. And I think sometimes Gemini's miss misspeak, but my drag on cancers, I think they just straight up lie about what they're feeling about. <laughs> like they just are like, I can't even, give acknowledgement that this would bother me. So I'm going to just be a steamy crab and that's it. And the United States is a cancer. So I'm just going to like put it all into that because they're the biggest bitch of all right now. So I think Gemini's genuinely do feel both ways, but not at the same yes. time always, but they do like mm -hmm. change that's their mind say. and don't care that it, like as a tourist, I'm always like, ew, changing your mind. But like, no, Gemini's <laughs> are like, yeah, I changed my mind, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think cancers are more likely to actually feel away and not say that that's what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And I know their whole thing is they're emotional. They yeah. cry, they express it's like, that's what they're being asked to do. astrologically. Yeah, that's what they're being asked. Is it easy for those cancers to do that? F hell no. Hell no. So maybe when we get into their season, though, they'll feel like they can let their shell down a bit. But Pisces have very have nourished me. Cancers, you're on my flop list for the week. I have I have hope. I love cancers. I'm surrounded by them. They've just been a little floppy. Yeah. They'll have a bop. They always like, they'll do. have a bop. They always they'll do. No, they won't. Just kidding. <laughs> Everyone's I love, have a bop. I love to really dig into it. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things about the internet is just really digging into being like, nope, I said it sucked. That's mm -hmm. it. That's all. Never changing it. <laughs> all right, I do think Pisces cancers for the re remainder of this podcast for eternity. So Pisces, much like the ocean, it can really and even when it's warm, warm, it can really cool you off. When you're heated up, Pisces can really just come in and say, "It's all good. We got you." Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, bop or flop. We hope you Gemini says why not could we we can <laughs> we can be bops and flops. Yeah, we why can not be angels both? and devils? Some days yeah. people might be really into us, some days people may need us to leave them the fuck alone. So we'll see. Happy Gemini season. We love you. Blah. We'll see you. Boy. We'll see you next time. Bye.
Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast on Twitter at what's YR sign underscore pod and TikTok at what's your sign podcast for business opportunities, advertising or commission readings. Email us what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Loken, Stevie Anderson and Lisa Chanu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.